Hi, this is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint with me today, Jay Harvey. Good to see you again, Jim. Hey, Jay. So good to see you again. And right here at Quack Daddy's. My favorite spot. In downtown Pendleton, Indiana. That's this right. is the Indianapolis Metro and Quack Daddy's. What do they serve here, Jay? Um, let me see if I can remember. Oh, yes. Donuts. donuts. Lots of donuts. Okay. Quack Daddy's has a story. It has a name. We want to tell you some about that, but we're so glad to have with us a guest. He's going to also be a part of our program today. His name is Jesse Wilkerson. Jesse, welcome to Quack Daddy's. Hey, it's great to be here. All right, here's how it works. We're standing in front of a giant, huge blackboard, yes. and at Quack Daddy's, you make a custom donut. Well, you don't make it. You just order it up. Right. But just like going to an ice cream store where you might choose your toppings and the ice creams and stuff, here at Quack Daddy's, you get out one of these forms. Jesse, got one? All right, so here you get to choose from your toppings. You get to put what kind of glaze you want on, what you want to add on. You can build a mountain of stuff if you want to, and we're going to choose some right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm all about the maple glaze and peanuts yes. on top. It is so fine. That's, it's, it's amazing that they even have an option for a no icing. I mean, who would do that? <laughs> who would want a donut well, with no icing? Well, I don't icing? know, but I mean, anyway, it's, hey, you can get it however you, you know, want. Some yeah. people, I've met people who like asparagus, so That's I, true I can't too. figure it out. Right, right. All right, you guys ready to fly? We're going to turn the orders in. We'll be right back. Jennifer Wilson, you're the original co-host with me here at Viewpoint, I and am. during all of these years, have you ever been with us to the Holy Lands? I have not. Well, JJ, I want you to come with us next time because we're going to go again in January 2018. Why in January? At the front end of the month, we'll be in Bethlehem for the Orthodox Christmas Eve. Wow. And then we're going to walk through the streets of the old city of Jerusalem. We'll be on the Mount of Olives and overlook that city so over meaningful. which Jesus wept. Hmm. We'll go to Galilee and you'll go out on a wooden boat framed like the one Jesus sailed on and you'll see the bowl of mountains upon which the lilies bloom like Solomon's glory. Wow. There's so much to experience, so many places to go, the scripture comes alive. JJ, come along with us. And everyone listening, we want you to join us. How do you get there? Check out our website, cbhviewpoint.org. Read all about it. Or give us a call, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439, toll free. See you there. All right, so we've turned in our orders at Quack Daddy's. We're standing at the counter. And I'm right so now, excited. The phenomenal team at Quack Daddy's yes. is getting our stuff ready. They have these custom-made donuts right now. This gal behind the counter is dipping into the maple glaze. I am so ready for it. Ooh, what's that on top, bacon? Did somebody yeah. order bacon on top? Must have been. Of course, it was Jesse. Oh, whoa. Wow. Whoa, here they are. So that. delicious. Now, our guest here, Jesse Wilkerson, is an architect. Can you look at the architecture of this place, Jesse? Yes, I can look at it. It's very beautiful. I can't see the architecture. All I can see is maple glazed donuts. <laughs> You're diverted. <laughs> well, let's get to the donuts, and we're going to talk a little bit about your journey with buildings. As you're listening to our program today, you may have a question or a comment, a thought that you'd like to share. And we want you to know that we're glad to hear from you 24 hours a day and seven days a week. We have a toll-free number, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. 
We have a member of our team sitting by the phone. We'd love to hear from you. I'll give you the number again at the end of our broadcast, but for now, no. We want to hear from you. All right, Jay Harvey. Yes. You've just downed one of these Quack Daddy oh. donuts. What was the icing on yours? Well, I had vanilla, but also had some powdered sugar, cinnamon sugar, excuse me, uh, on top. If the vanilla icing wasn't enough, I needed some <laughs> cinnamon sugar on top. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and how did that turn out for you? Well, as you can see, uh, it is gone, so it turned out great. Quack Daddies is a community business that a couple established in their hometown, and it's a place not just to serve donuts, though. Donuts are the excuse to get together. It's a community hangout. It's a place where you come to talk, to meet friends, and to process ideas. And that's what we're doing here today at Quack Daddies. And, of course, a good, fresh donut helps speed along any conversation. That's right. (laughs) Now, our guest today, Jesse Wilkerson, is a local architect. He lives in Anderson, Indiana, which is in the... Northeast quadrant of the Indianapolis Metro, and you're eating a donut that's maple with bacon on top. Now, come on, that's kind of an odd combination. What do you think? Uh, I'm about to pass out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, pass out because it's just so rich. It's it's very rich. It's very good, though. Jesse, we're so glad to have you with us today. You're a a local up-and-coming architect here in the Indianapolis Metro, and you've just opened a new building in Anderson, which is one of the cities that surrounds Indianapolis, and it's a signature building. By that, I mean anyone who drives by it notices it, and it's become an expression, I think, of of a whole town and its aspiration for the future. Tell us a little bit about it. What's that building called? You know, it's the Purdue Polytech building. It's a combination of a number of entities here in our community, the city of Anderson. So you have a collaboration that's come together to develop this project and what's exciting about it is what they did in coming up with this idea is very innovative and it looks like a spark initiation of something that's happening in our community i keep thinking about what the future looks like and that building always drives me to think about the future every time i drive past it here in anderson okay so it's a very exciting uh, form when you drive by it the building does draw your attention it's clean it's fresh it looks like life it does look like the future uh, but it's not so far out there as that it looks like a bizarre comic strip uh, narrative. No, it's, I mean, it's a functional space. And you've just talked about the collaboration. Everyone, I think, listening to us has probably heard of Purdue University. I mean, it's one of the premier institutions, especially in engineering, hard sciences in the country. What's going to happen under the roof of the building which just opened? Well, there's a number of things. So there's K-12 through involvement where kids can come in and learn about what's going on there. They have different curriculums with the Anderson Community School System. Also, Purdue University students, they're signing up to go to school there. So they're at an extension campus at the Polytechnic part of the university. They're learning about engineering. They have hands-on experience. And there's businesses that'll be there as well in the industrial portion of the building doing actual business, doing actual work. So if you have an idea, you're from the community, you want to mass produce something, you don't know how to do it, you want to 3D print something, you want to do some molding, you can go into this building, sign up, almost like you do with a gym membership. You sign up and you have a monthly fee and you go in and you work on projects, you create things. It's a place for people to be creative. And you know, that was something that initially I was brought to the project for is to uh, add a creative touch to be a part of a creative team, to create something that doesn't exist in the way that we were thinking about in the past, but that will propel us to the future. So for me, it was an exciting experience. There's a spiritual aspect to all this. Every time I think about my involvement in the project, there's things that I prayed and I got to see happen. Mm. You know, and I can remember years ago praying to do certain things, and that opportunity came. This is a 94,000 square foot building. We did about 50,000 square feet of the design work on it, plus heavily, we were heavily involved in the exterior development. But the idea of creating something, you know, a lot of people have stopped dreaming in Anderson. Right. They don't see the future. They just see what it is. And I'm more of a solution type person. If I see a problem, I try to generate a solution. What's the solution to the problem? 
So this is a solution to a problem in our community that's left people stagnant, um, not dreaming, not thinking about the future. This puts people in a position to think about how do I create the future? How do I innovate? How do I change things from an innovation point of view? Just from growing up in this area as I did, and I've known Jesse for a long time, uh, the spiritual element is something that I think a lot of people think about in, in this community, uh, the Indianapolis metro area where some big businesses have left, some big car companies have left over the past few uh, decades. And people drive through and pray and want and want hope and they want new, but they're not sure. And then along comes Jesse and all, this building starts to come to life. And somebody who's driven up and down the road uh, of that, uh, of this community for years, I myself was driving down the road one day and looked over and went, what is that? That was a spark. It really was. I was like, what in the world is that? I know it's not a fast food restaurant because of its unique design. I know it's not another car dealership, uh, but it had my interest and it just gave me a little bit of hope as I saw that come together. So I think you're exactly right. The spiritual element of, of God always working. Uh, there are people behind the scenes who are still dreaming and, and building and praying for a solution that can bring more people together and help uh, the future generations. So uh, I agree, it's, it's been an exciting thing to watch unfold. This building does have a story. Yes. And uh, we're here talking with Jesse Wilkerson, who is an architect who actually helped bring the building to life You've introduced the spiritual foundation of your journey with this project, Jesse. And when we come back, we want to explore that a little bit deeper. Every town, every family, every business, every place, every country, every state, no matter how you break it down, when people get together, there is a past, there's a present, and a future. And how you frame that and how you see it is the key to so much about life. We're going to talk about that when we come back. We're at Quack Daddies. Stay with us. Jesse Wilkerson is our guest today. He's an architect in the Indianapolis Metro. He has just opened a new building. It's a spectacular property in Anderson, Indiana, which is just uh, on the northeast side of the Indianapolis Metro. It's an incubator for new ideas. It's a place where people of all ages can come to learn, to experiment, where business can grow, where people can learn. Purdue University has its name on the building because it's teaching there and it's working there. It's filled with glass and light. It is a signature building. Anyone who drives into this city will see that building, and its genius is in large part due to Jesse Wilkerson, our guest. Now, Jesse, you've told us already as you approach the project that it became a spiritual journey for you. And I know that there's a passage in the scripture that is especially meaningful to you that is a kind of a touchstone or a guide star uh, in your life. It's in Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6. This is what it says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. How does that verse, how does that passage, how does that truth come to life in this project you've just completed and in your whole approach to your field of architecture? Well, I'm in a service-based industry, and the reality is that somebody has to call me and say, hey, I need something done. And a lot of times that's about being in the right position, having the right relationships, partners. And, you know, I could move in a certain direction, but I, I oftentimes pray about it and say, Lord, who should I be contacting or what should I be doing, where should I be? Um, because I've had people show up at my door after prayer 
I need you to do an architecture project. I've been looking for you for three weeks. And I said, well, I've been in the same place. I'm here. But the reality is the Lord opens doors for you, and those opportunities come. And as you're prepared for those opportunities, you can seize them. You can take opportunity to move forward. Um, I tend to look at the Bible as something for me to take action on. So when I read the Bible, I don't just read it, read it as a historical context. I read it as something that, you know what, this has meaning to me. What is God saying to me? How do I move in this? What is it speaking to me now? And as I do that, I find scripture that I begin to meditate on that leads me. And I say, Lord, I want you to lead me. I'm trusting you to open doors for me. I'm trusting you to give me opportunity. And I get a phone call from a friend of mine. He says, hey, I want to meet with you for lunch. I have a project I'd like for you to do. It has to do with Purdue University. And I want you to come over to the office and meet. And we sit down and we start talking about and dreaming about this project. And the next thing I know, uh, the city calls and says, hey, I have a bigger project we want to have you involved in. Ended up moving from one aspect to another. And you just see God's hand all the way through and it's like well God I was starting out here and now I'm here you know and you can never really chart that path yourself I mean if I would have dreamed a path I don't know that's the path I would have dreamed I don't think I would have taken the same steps yeah but being yielded you you get led into certain directions and that opportunity just comes to you and you continue to work through those Jesse I'm so glad that you talk about this verse because as a as a pastor a lot of times people will read that verse uh, or they'll come to me because I'm a pastor and they think I know everything which I I'm still working on the last five things I need to know but um and they would say, well, I don't understand. It says, don't lean on your own understanding, but trust in him. But, but he, you know, does that mean I just sit back and wait? And I think there's a, a real difference in um, enjoying and, and celebrating the gifts and the talents that God gives us. But leaning on his understanding is then how he wants those used. And so we submit that to him, like you just described, and, and the world is yours. He, if you follow, if you take action, like you said, and lean on not your understanding, but how God's understanding of how to use you and your gifts and talents as an architect will be used. And that is, um, that's, I think, what people need to continue to think about when, when they say, well, I'm not going to lean on my understanding, so what do I do? Just wait for him to show me what to do next? No, use what he's given you. Use the gifts and talents that you have, but always submit them to him. Is that kind of how you operate? It is, you know, and while you were saying that, I was thinking about another scripture in Malachi and talks about tithing, and it says, uh, bring all the tithes into the storehouse, and I'll open up a window of opportunity, which I call it opportunity, but I'll open up a window, and as an architect, when I read that and I started meditating, how are you going to open up a window and pour me out a blessing I can't receive? You know, I'm, I'm literally trying to think through this, and even looking at the context of the time when this was written, how does that relate to me? But I saw the action on my part was the tithe. And he was going to do the rest. So I leave that to him. And I say, you know what? I'm going to tithe and look to the rest for you. Now, a lot of people look at that as financial blessing. I'm looking to receive something. But I took it differently. I saw it as opportunity because that's the only thing I don't have room enough to receive. I can't receive every opportunity. Right. So if I tithe, he says he'll open up the opportunity to take care of me. Right. So then I began to be disciplined about doing the one thing that I saw was my action to do in the Bible. And I said, I'll trust you to do your action. That's right. You know, I always talk to people about unilateral and bilateral covenant agreement. Unilateral is one way. I'm going to do this no matter what you do. Here's what I'm going to do. Bilateral says, if you do this, I'll do this. And so I think about that relationship with God. In the Old Testament, we see a lot of times he said, I'm going to do this. This is my people. Here's what I'm going to do. In the New Testament, I mean, there's opportunities in both New and Old Testament. And you guys are the Bible guys. You know this a little bit better than me. But (laughs) the reality is there's times where God says, if you do this, I'm going to do this. If you'll be obedient, if you'll watch over my word, if you'll perform my word, if you'll do what I tell you to do, then I promise you this. 
Right. If you don't right. do this, here's what's going to happen. Right. So then you position yourself. God, I, I'm, I'm going to position myself to do what you said. Do anything I can find that I can jump off in the word. I'm jumping. Yes. You know, I'm looking for some truth, any truth in that Bible that gives me the opportunity to exercise my faith. I don't care if it's just that small. Right. And when I do that, I get results. And yes. they come different. And I've been doing this for years, and I've had some crazy testimonies yes. because of right. that. Right, right. And Jesse, I've known you for a long time, and it was my privilege to be your pastor for some years. And uh, I know that you're not passive in the sense of waiting and doing nothing. You are acting on what you know you can do, and the Lord is honoring that. And to your point about tithing, I mean, it's so concrete, it's so tangible. I'm going to, by faith invest in the kingdom with my resources as the Lord has called me to do and trust him to open up that window of opportunity. But similarly, the Lord has called you to be a brother in your community, to be an anchor in your community. These are things I know you could tie to the scripture and you are out everywhere talking to people and so on, which brings us back to this one project we're talking about. It's a spectacular achievement. It's really a marker in our community's life. But it's consequent to the Lord working through all the faithfulness of your relationships and your friendships and all of that has worked together by God's design to bring you to this place. Now, we've got the idea that the project opened up to you as uh, the Lord's provision. Uh, You trust not in your own understanding, but the Lord has brought you this opportunity. When we come back, I want to ask you for one illustration in the design of the building itself that you would say, you know what, I know that was inspired. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to Thee. Take my moments and my days, let them flow in ceaseless
was a small boy, I loved to play with small little toy cars and some plastic blocks. Now, I'm old enough that the blocks that I played with are no longer on the market, but they were small little white brick-like things, and I was forever building buildings, and then I graduated to skyscrapers, and I built forts, everything you could imagine. I love that idea. There was a tiny part of my life where I thought, I want to be an architect. But you know what? Math wasn't really my game. I ran into some dead ends. But <laughs> our guest today, That's Jesse right. Wilkerson, is an architect. And in your architecture, like all the parts of your life, Jesse, I know that you see a kind of spiritual frame. You've just opened a beautiful new building that serves Purdue University, the city of Anderson in Indiana, uh, the school system, small businesses, and, and all kinds of enterprises. Can you illustrate something in the design of the building, just your process, where you know the Lord was walking into your head with ideas for the design. It's not just about your skill set. It's about your heart and your head. What would you say? The strength for us is design. You know, we really want to be involved in design. And we did about 50,000 square feet of the 94,000 square foot building. And there were times where I, I, um, I just remember staying up on the weekend really thinking about things. And we did add the element of prayer into this whole project, you know, from the whole team. I can't say that there was one aspect that I look at and I say it was more spiritual for me than another, but the whole process, I felt like God's hand was on the process because it involved a collaboration. And some collaborations don't work out, but this collaboration, everything seemed to flow and we began to work together and dream together and talk together about ideas. And when you start doing that, you open up a creative element that I think goes beyond us. And to me, that's spiritual because you're creating something that doesn't exist. So it sounds like what Jim was uh, referring to earlier, the heart behind the project is really the basis for the inspiration. It, it, it's not just another project to complete and check off. This was bathed in prayer. This was out of you not leaning on your own understanding, but, but trusting in God for this project. So the whole thing from start to finish was collaborative. It was, it was spiritual. And, and that means no matter what happens in the building now, it has started with the right heart on paper and that is you did everything based on what you knew God was leading you to do therefore it's still into his control and the heart behind the project will probably outlive us all I'm sure. <laughs> Jesse when you drive by that building it just opened officially a few days ago when you drive by that building what's your emotional response? Well you know architecture to me is like I've never had a child. I've never given birth to a child. But it's like when I see it, I feel a sense of, hey, we've given birth to that child. And it's going to be here for 100 years. Right. You know, and does it look timeless? Does it have an appeal that represents something that's not just a piece of art aesthetically, but functionally? How will people see this in the future? And so I, I still think about those things. I think about the things that we could change on it to make it a little bit different, how we could tweak it. It's over now, but it's still it's like you gave birth to a child. You constantly want to take care of it. You see it and you're wondering about it. And I've done, you know, tens of maybe 10 to 30 buildings, 10 to 20, 30 buildings now that I go back over time and I look about and I think about and I could have done this differently. And you try to catch that on the next project when you're incorporating things into design. If there's someone listening today and they're trying to figure out their life, 
Uh, they may not be into architecture at all, but everybody has a dream or maybe they have a disappointment. Uh, they're listening to you describe with enthusiasm and excitement a project that's just come to a close. Now you're waiting for the next thing, for instance. What would you say to the person listening today who's just trying to figure out what to do next? What advice would you give them? Well, from an architectural standpoint, everything has a blueprint. And the blueprint for life is the living Bible. It's the living Word of God. It's the Holy Bible. And the thing I would say is connect with the Word. Because you can't separate God from His Word. It's, it's His character. It's who He is. It's the revelation of how to live through this life. And if you find your purpose in life, which I believe is total success, uh, you're going to find it in that Word, in the Word of God. So I think I would direct people to the Word of God, the Scripture, and just start reading. Just start beginning to relate it and read it with the mindset of, how does this relate to me? This is alive today for me. How does it relate to what I want to be and what I want to do? And then trust God. Trust God to lead you through his word. And when you start wrestling with the blueprint, you'll find yourself building something worth having. Mm. Jesse, so much we are thankful for your investment in the community and in our ministry on air today. And if you're listening today, you're hearing a young man who has found a niche and he's building it out because the Lord is leading him in that pursuit. And how about you? Wherever you are in life today, whatever your age, your station, whatever your past, your present, or what you might think is your future, know this, God has a purpose. He has a design for you, and it's always good. How do you get there? Well, you run to the Scripture. But before you run to the Scripture, do this. Pray with us, because the Lord can lead you as you wrestle with the Word. Our Father, we're so thankful today for the way in which you speak into our lives. We thank you for the way in which you have revealed yourself in the very Word of God, in the Old and the New Testaments of the Bible. We're thankful for the supernatural wisdom there and for the way in which your Spirit can speak through that printed page in mm. fresh new application mm -hmm. to each of us today and now. We pray, Lord, that for all who are joining us in this prayer, that this week, before seven days pass, we'll find truth, instruction, hope, and direction by diving into the Word. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, if you'd like to know more about how you can uh, get acquainted with God, how you can understand His Word, and how you can meet with His Son, Jesus, who is the Word become flesh, give us a call. Just dial this number, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. 24 hours a day and seven days a week. We're right by the phone. We want to hear from you. And Jay Harvey, if someone yes. didn't want to call us up but wanted to go online, what would they do? Jim, they can go to www.cbhviewpoint.org. That's it, CBH Christians Broadcasting Hope, cbhviewpoint.org. You can read about the ministry there. You can also send us an email. We will reply. Or at the last, just send me a letter. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018 USA. But whether you call us on the phone, whether you check us out online, or send me a letter by post, please let us hear from you this week. Now, Jesse, thanks so much for coming down to Quack Daddy's. This place is hopping because in the it same is. way the building you've discussed has come to life, so has this property come to life because the people who own this place had a dream. And they followed the Lord's leading to open up a center for community where people like us could sit and talk and right. walk out refreshed. We hope that's your experience on Viewpoint today, and we hope you'll be with us again next week. For all of us at the Viewpoint Ministries team, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast, this is Jim Lyon 
stay tuned.